We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 381. Our guest today is from Germany, and she is a true horse girl. She was born with an innate love for horses, and her journey led her from studying fine art in Prague to immersing herself in the equestrian world in many different ways. Her captivating artwork are really just a testament to her deep connection with these horses, each painting reflecting a blend of artistic precision and definitely a heartfelt understanding of their unique personalities. Through her art and equestrian endeavors, she invites us to appreciate the beauty of the details and emotions that are often overlooked in our fast-paced world. So get ready to be inspired by our guest today and her journey of intertwining art and equine passion on today's episode. I will say her calendars are something that I look forward to every year. They are so stunning. And this year we have one of our horses trademark in her calendar. And oh my gosh, I cannot wait for you to see it. It looks so beautiful. So without further ado, please welcome our guest today, Steffi Ornig. Hi, Steffi. Hi, Bethany. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit about how you first found yourself in the horse world. Well, I guess it's been in my genes because my whole family's horse crazy. Um, actually, my grandfather, he was a jockey. He owned thoroughbreds. Um, and then my mom, she did dressage. And my dad, he was a show jumper as well. So I got my first pony when I was seven or eight. And we still have him until today. Oh, over 30 now and wow. enjoys his retirement with my parents. So yeah, it's, it's just always been that way. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, I know for a time, obviously you have since kind of narrowed in on show jumping and now obviously you are a painter as well. Um, for, for a time you were doing both um, show jumping and painting and you still are like very much within the industry in both regards. So those are obviously two very different skill sets. So what is it like kind of balancing both of those passions? Well, I really enjoy balancing both. Um, it's on the one side, more the athletic and energetic um, side of riding, and then the more a little bit like quiet and creative mm-hmm. side of painting. And I think um, they quite complement each other from both of these sides, as well as it's always around horses. Um, also, when I'm painting, um, I try to always see the horse first, meet them in person, so um, it's quite, yeah, it's, it, it, it all comes together. And mm-hmm. uh, I think being um, like both a rider and a painter and working also in the horse business, uh, even for my third uh, part, let's say, yeah, um, it really um, works together because I also do marketing in horses. So being a, a rider helps me with my other two jobs. But then again, being um, 
more on the marketing side it helps with for our stable and then also for for obviously for my paintings and I guess really understanding horses it just um, makes it so much easier for me to paint horses and to really capture their personalities and their unique details. Mm-hmm. Did you start by painting horses or how did you kind of come around to becoming a horse portrait artist? Well, actually, I um I did quite the let's say classic painters um let's say lessons first, mm-hmm. uh, still lifes, and then I was um taking art classes during my high school time, and then my teacher actually suggested um I should really paint only the things that I'm truly passionate about. Mm. So, so it was like really like a great idea of hers um and yeah I've never looked back ever since because it's just what I enjoy and then I guess I'm a lot better at painting what I'm passionate about so totally isn't that like like so true for everything right I mean if you are involving the things that you are passionate about you can just tell and the um people around you who are receiving the information or the art or or whatever can really you know they can really tell and kind of see that passion through the the art you know and and I just think that's so true I think that's really cool did you did you feel like there was like a a breakthrough in your art when you did start painting horses again or kind of like narrow in on that I do think so because also um, it was really nice for me to um, always get the feedback from because I do a lot of commissioned um, portraits so it's not just me and the art there's always Mm. a third person in it as well so it's so nice to include the horse owners already in the process they get excited about it they they start like to see their horse develop on on the canvas and and then when they when they see the final painting it's just such a magical moment always so Mm -hmm. that's so cool before we dive into your process I have to hear more about your life-size horse painting that literally traveled from what was it Belgium to Greece yeah and tell me tell me about how that all came to be well, um, back then I was uh, working in Belgium at a really large um, stable there. And one of the clients um, who had her horses there, but also lives in Greece, approached me and said, I want a life-sized one. So it was literally huge. It was a huge canvas of a whole whole body of the horse. And it was so much fun to make. I really, really enjoyed the process. But then it came to shipping it. Obviously, I I, I was just focused on like, oh, it was so much fun to paint. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, now it has to go to Greece. <laughs> and I was living in the first floor back then. So I had to ask the stable guys if they can lift it up with the forklift. Wow. And on that day that I had to ship, it was a huge storm in Belgium. So I was like, oh, my God. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it made it safely and uh, it found a perfect spot in her home. And it's Ah. perfect. Yeah. Wow. Um, I know you often mention the importance of spending time with horses before painting them. How do you feel like this, you know, more personal interaction influences your artistic process versus, you know, maybe hearing from the the humans a little bit about the horse, but then also just 
really kind of like understanding the horse's personality for your artwork? I think it's really, really important for me always. Um, if it's possible, I try to meet the horse. I mean, yeah. obviously, sometimes it's not possible because it could be like, for example, once I painted a horse that the, the person had several years ago. So it was literally just old pictures. And then I tried to, um, through conversations, get a feeling for the horse. But for me, it's a lot easier if I see the horse, if I see how it acts, if mm -hmm. it has really unique details. And then I can build already the whole composition of the piece to feature all of these aspects. So for example, for the life-sized one, the horse had a really, really cool spot. Um, like it, it, it's a it's a bay one, but it had one really cool white spot on the side of his hip. So I was ah. like, I definitely have to paint from this side. And oh, then yeah. off an angle so that you also see all the cool uh, patterns on the face and all of this. So um, or also like when they're a bit like, let's say um, when they have a really soft eye, then I want to have that as a focus. So to really show the personality of the horse that people don't just think it's like a moment that I'm capturing, but it's really like the personality of the horse. They, they get a feeling for this is the horse when they look at the painting. Mm, yeah, I think that that's so cool. I think, yeah, really getting the horse's eyes and their ears and just like the positioning, I mean, must be totally key when you are kind of figuring out the composition of a piece. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I do um, also quite a few sketches first. So mm. uh, I take some pencil sketches, I get a bit of a feeling for the horse, and then I do an underpainting first and through all of these different aspects. That's when I kind of, I like before I do the real, like the real color layers, I already got a bit of feeling for the horse. So mm. it's always quite like easier for me to do that way. Sure, yeah, definitely. I'm so excited to talk about this brand. They are brand new and they have nano CBD products for cats, dogs, horses, but also for us equestrians. The CEO started really with having chronic back pain and was trying to find ways to relieve that and still be able to ride and feel good in the saddle. As you may or may not know, CBD can really help with pain, inflammation, anxiety, and stress, which I would say at times all of us have. So these products are really, really incredible. You can get a sample kit, which really gives the, the full spectrum of products, which I really like. I've been through two now. And the sample box includes the Relief Muscle and Joint Gel, which is like a roll-on gel, and it has a thousand milligrams of CBD per ounce. But what I really love are their Riders Relief Vegan Gummies. It's like a 30 count pack and you, you know, can decide up to 25 milligrams to 50 milligrams and um, really just as a, as a good way with less calories and less sugar, but a good amount of CBD. Um, they also have dog treats and more muscle and joint relief. So they really do have some incredible products that are specifically catered to horses, dogs, cats, but also equestrians um, with 
the owner, Emily, being an equestrian herself. So I really, really highly recommend this product. It is Rider's Relief. So for more information, they are just launching and really took the time to launch um, to really come out with some clean and really effective products. So for more information, visit their website at ridersrelief.com. That's R-I-D-E-R-S relief.com. Speaking of unique white spots, I am so excited for your calendars, which are, are something that you've done for years now, right? You've done them for a bit. Indeed. Um, and I saw a little preview of the 2024 calendar, and it has one of our horses, um, Trademark and Jeffrey, featured in it. And so I saw that, and of course, Trademark has such an iconic belly splash. Um, and oh, it's just like I the, the picture is so perfect. But I love that you included him for your calendars. How do you choose what the um what the artwork for every month will be? Well, thanks that you like the um piece of him so much. I'm really it's happy so nice. It. I love it. <laughs> Um, actually, I'm a bit crazy when it comes to um, the calendars because I always do all of the artwork just for the calendars. Um, normally, like artists would take something that they've done during the year and then kind of put it together. But I literally like say, oh, no, I want to have 12 completely new pieces. Wow. Um, but I enjoy it so much. And this is like the calendar is something that really kind of nobody like kind of pressures me like oh it has to be like this or that I completely just go from creativity I choose some details I choose some seasonal pieces so mm. for example next year in October there's going to be uh, my horse universe with some playful leaves around them oh, cool so it's it's literally just creativity and like a lot of passion coming together that is so awesome. Yeah, I love I'm I'm actually looking at my 2023 calendar right now. I have it um laying on my desk. Um, but I like it because it's so big. I know it can also be hung, um, but I love to have mine as kind of like a desk calendar and I can, you know, write right on it. But I just think it like totally it matches my aesthetic so well because it's like really clean. I think the the font and stuff is still like modern, but then the painting is just like so beautiful and detailed and the color schemes are so good I just love it I, I'm I always like gravitate the, towards your style but I, I just think it turned out so cool <laughs> when you ball, it's my handwriting so it's no way oh, I did not know that I was like oh my gosh what is this font it's so cool it's literally your handwriting that's amazing <laughs> oh, that is awesome um, when you're picking what your artwork is going to be do you have like a flow of connecting kind of the feel of the months or do you kind of want each month to have a different kind of feeling with it well, I think the general like color scheme, it's all quite natural colors. Um, so that kind of has a bit of a flow. But then I try to mix it up with some, let's say, more details, some more, let's say, horse personalities. Like this year, it's going to be um, trademark. And then also there's Ascazette, um, the, st the Sankers Hyde Stallions. Mm. It's always a bit of a mix. Um, yeah just what I what I like to have in <laughs> yes 
That is so cool. For a big piece, like your life-size one, um, how long, like what, tell, give me like a rundown of the process and then like how long that project took you. Well, um, there are a lot of, let's say, little parts um, to the project. So first to meet the horse, take some pictures, some videos, um, and then start with some sketches. Uh, and then that's when I start, okay, this is going to be the size that I want. I always have some conversations to see if that's really what the client's looking for. Um, and then when we decided on something um, like specific, then I start the actual canvas that could take anything from, let's say, 18 hours for like a head portrait to oh, hundreds of hours for like a really, really big piece. Wow. I think the, the biggest one that I've done so far took me around like a month of like working on it straight. Wow. But um, it really depends on like, I think it's also like that's, for example, it's also possible if somebody's living somewhere else to go there for a week and to do a really like nice painting while you're there or something mm. like that. That's definitely yeah. possible. Definitely. Oh, that's so cool. Um, what would you say moving into 2024? What are some goals that you have for your business? Well, I definitely um like to do another really quite big project, so like a large one. But then I'm also looking at doing quite a few more com commission pieces, um, maybe doing a few more U.S. pieces. We'll see. What that is so cool. Have you been to Wellington yet? I haven't been yet, but I've uh, heard so many great things and I'm definitely um, planning on visiting. And um, well, maybe if somebody's going to commission me to do a painting. Yes. There. Okay. For anyone listening who's going to be in Wellington, <laughs> <laughs> stepping down to travel. Yes. <laughs> you know what I was thinking would be so cool is if you did a, um, if you did a jump in one of the rings at WEF. And did yeah, some of yeah. like did painting on like the standards and the poles. I just think that would be oh my gosh, so stunning. Awesome. Jero Beth organizers. <laughs> I'm Let's so make awesome. this happen. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Love what it. would you say is an area of the industry that you are super passionate about that you feel like the rest of the horse world either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about? Well, I think um, for me, it's really the the long term connection with horses that I enjoy so much. So now with my horses, we have a lot of um, pre breeding going on. We have our own breeding pro like program, and um, my partner he starts all the horses um, early in the young horses classes. And I would really, really, really love to see some of our own horses make it into top sport with him. So that would be amazing for me to see I would just yeah. love it because it like now already like you have them as babies you see all of their progress you put so much of like your heart in it and it means so much to me to see them succeed so mm -hmm. that would be my dream come true <laughs> Oh, totally. Yeah. Good ones. I, I hope it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's just something to be said about like, there's so much 
um, pride and you know the horse so well that the whole journey, I feel like, is that much more rewarding that you have been a part of it since the beginning. True. That is so cool. Well, Steffi, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and share your story. Um, for people listening who want one of your um, a, one of your amazing calendars, I know they sell out fast, but where can they get more information about you and take a look at your calendars? Well, um, the calendars are still available on my website, but they okay. are almost sold out so please be quick I don't want to <laughs> have any sad people um so uh or you could also just click on my Instagram and if you don't find it on the website you can totally write me I'm um gonna help <laughs> amazing oh so cool yeah. I recommend anyone listening who hasn't looked at Steffi's art it is incredible and I've posted some pictures yeah. of the calendar before but I I think I think my calendar's on its way to me right yes yeah, they should arrive wait. any day actually um, we check the tracking uh, amazing well I will definitely post um so that people can see them but they are stunning you need to look into them but Steffi thank you again so much for coming on and hopefully see you in Wellington soon but yes. for now thank I you. wish you all the best thank you you too bye <laughs> All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.